Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Modern Couples, What Your Therapist Never Told You. My name is Rick Miller. I'm Lillian Borges. And we are both couples therapists who love working with couples. We're thrilled you've joined us. And today our topic is keeping secrets. Keeping secrets. So the question is, do you tell your partner everything? Is that a question for me or for the world at large? I can't think of one human being that tells their partner everything, but I can think of some people that feel as though they should tell their partner everything. That's an interesting answer. We are sharing our life with our partner. We want to tell everything that is important to our partner. Not if you had a cafe mocha or a cafe latte in the morning. <laughs> Those things are not important. But there are people who are very secretive. Absolutely. What do you think about that? I think that there are people who are secretive and would rather avoid a conflict. And they don't want to get into it with their spouse. So they keep things or don't say things, and then it erupts into something bigger a little bit later on, which is exactly what happened in the session that I was doing two hours ago with a couple. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Pertaining to money, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But it could be anything. It could be money. It could be anything, right? And sometimes it's not really the secret itself. Sometimes it's the fact that someone hid something, because even if it's a white lie or it's something small, the person goes, what else are you not telling me? Right? So the alarm system, right? Can I trust you? You're hiding this. What else you're hiding? And if you keep trying to avoid and and keep secrets, it's going to create this sense of I cannot trust you, the alarm system inside of us will turn on and say, this is not safe. So what does the secret serve? Does it see the secret serves the person or it serves the relationship? Because it needs to, to serve both the person or the persons and the relationship. And if it doesn't, that's a great point. Why keep it? I think that people fool themselves into thinking that it's serving them and the relationship, even though it's only serving them individually and creating more conflict. However, I want to go back to my main question at the beginning. Is it possible for a human being to tell their partner everything? I don't think that people do that. I'm in agreement with you that it's healthy to put things out on the table and have discussions, particularly about big and important things. But I think that people are entitled to have their own private thoughts, their own fantasies, and they don't have to tell their partner everything. I'm thinking about this one. Yeah. You're really thinking about this one. I'm really thinking about this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I do not think, again, secrets might not be a problem for a couple until it becomes a problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you if one person is always trying to avoid conflict and always uh, you know keeping secrets, 
that is a problem, don't you think? Right? So regarding, you know, saying everything or being able to keep some things for yourself, sometimes, yes, you might not see that as a secret, but you might want to keep to yourself all the sexual relations that you had and the positions that you had with that, you know, those partners that you do not need to share that, that might not be important for the relationship, might hurt more the, the, the partner, if that's what you are referring to. There are other secrets as well, like traumas that people had in their lives. And that sometimes can be tricky to, to share with a partner. I know that a lot of people feel a very strongly and hurtful and suffer from PTSD from trauma that they had in their lives, and it's hard for them to share. On the other hand, the loneliness and the separateness uh, that one feels because of the PTSD can be detrimental for the person and also the relationship. So there are different reasons why people keep secrets, I would think. I think that is the case, and you got me thinking a few moments ago about when a couple has two people that keep secrets versus a couple where one person keeps the secret and the other feels insecure and pushes for the truth. So that these are very different dynamics. I work with a lot of male couples, as you know, and frequently men are raised and socialized to not talk a lot and to not reveal intimate things about themselves. So the the groundwork has been laid about keeping secrets already. So frequently with these male couples, it's my job as a couples therapist to encourage them to be more open, to face the issues that they haven't been discussing out in the open with the truth that a relationship can improve greatly as a result of getting these secrets out into the open. Do you also think that because it is a gay couple, and as gay, sometimes growing up, they had to hide who they are, part of who they are, they learn to be a little secretive? Yeah, that is their MO throughout life. And there's no door that opens when someone comes out that results in their being 100% open and comfortable with being open in that way. And in fact, what you just touched on, Lillian, is kind of the premise of all my work with gay men, which is compartmentalization and keeping private is how people live. And I I bet that that might create distance, might create problems in, uh, in the relationship. Absolutely. That's why so many gay men benefit greatly from being in couples therapy. So then there's the other kinds of couples, which I'm not saying gay, non-gay, I'm saying where one partner is used to keeping things to himself or herself. And as a result, there's an, an ongoing dynamic in this couple where one person is more secretive, one person may feel as though they're being left out. Yeah, that creates a, a dynamic that one pursues, right? The closeness, the knowing, and the other person withdraws which is not a good dynamic between the couple. But, you know, there are secrets and secrets, right? Now we are talking about, you know, little 
little secrets and and sometimes you know trauma or but how about big secrets secrets that when you know it it changes everything secrets like betrayal like a body hidden in the backyard (laughs) (laughs) that i've never i've never heard about that in my 39 years of practice yet me neither but you know but you know addiction and money hidden in a a different account in two families a family exactly another family or a child you know a loved child so how about that that's juicy i mean again (laughs) here we are two couples therapists and i think what you're bringing up are a multitude of examples about the big s secrets as opposed to little secrets and the ramifications on couples when these secrets are being kept how does a person keep a big secret and come home and be fully present because you have to be careful about what you're saying and what you're not saying and unconsciously there may be a part of you as the secret keeper that's pulling away and maintaining safety and it may be that your spouse can pick up on something without even knowing exactly what it is It's so interesting. Some people think if I don't say it, it will not affect my family. It will not affect my children. I grew up in a household where my dad had affairs. I never knew it until I was, my mom passed and and never learned it. But looking back, I see how much that affects me in my relationships, in my failure in relationships. And and difficulty trusting men. And now I go back and understand my mom's behaviors and, and moods and, and the, the family dynamics that I couldn't understand as a child, but now I do understand. So secrets can affect the relationship, can affect your children, even when they do not know about it, because that affects the dynamic. But also when the partner learns about the secret. That's the thing, right? And it, a big secret like that, it really affects, and not only affects, it's just earth shattering, right? Everything that I knew about us and about you is not true. So the person has to incorporate that to the identity of the partner, the identity of the relationship and who they are as well. How come I never knew this? I never really even thought about it. And it can be the end of the relationship or sometimes a beginning, a new beginning. Yes. So I'm thinking of infidelity as you're mentioning this, Lillian. And when I work with couples where they've experienced infidelity, I frequently speak about this period of mourning that the couple needs to go through for all the reasons that you just mentioned. And even without worrying, are we going to break up or will we be okay? First, do the mourning. And if there's a big secret that has been revealed they have to go through a huge adjustment and it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of conversations about what were the reasons that you didn't share this with me and how I feel about the fact that you've kept this from me. How do I know that I can trust you moving forward and how can we rebuild on the trust that I thought was there 
but apparently wasn't completely there. I wouldn't like to turn this into affairs. I think that we should have an episode about affairs and betrayal. But I think that small secrets or big secrets are, in a sense, they can turn on the alarm system inside of us saying this relationship is not safe for me. I cannot trust this person. That's what we need to be focusing on as as couples therapist or as a partner, right? And if (laughs) my friend and teacher, Stan Tatkin, says, you broke it, you fix it. (laughs) I love it. And what Stan also says is that people lie. He said it so many times, and it's been one of the most reassuring things to hear as a couples therapist so that I don't have to get <laughs> caught up in, why did you lie? Why did you lie? As the couples therapist, I sometimes just say, like Stan said, people lie. What I was saying before, you break it, you fix it. It has to do with if your partner thinks that you broke the trust, that you are hiding something, you have to fix it. You have to you know, say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How can I make this up to you? I will not do this again. I, you know, let's do, let's do something to prevent this. But if it's years and years of affairs, our substance use, it, it is very different. So I tend to be optimistic as a couples therapist, which is that, or maybe I'm Pollyannish, I'm not sure, but I believe that couples really can do the work to get to a better place. And that is always my stance. And so when a big secret has been revealed and they're coming to me for couples therapy, I always feel hopeful that communicating about this and working through it is doable and the relationship will get to a better place as a result. And I've seen so many times, and I'm sure you have as well, that relationships can become so much stronger and so much better as the result of the honesty that has come out And the reparation process in and of itself gets people closer together. I agree with you that people can always get in a better place. But I'm not as optimistic when I see that some people do not want to do the work in terms of, okay, I broke. You can you just, I said, I'm sorry. Can you just move on? I will not do anything to make it up to you. You know, I had said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that again anymore. And why you're still upset about that? That is not taking responsibility. And that is not going to make things better. And coming to my office and having the same posture or attitude is not going to help them. That's when I break them down. And I say that kind of lightly. What I really mean is I will pursue people's body language in a session and ask about what's happening in the very moment while you're leaning forward and and closing your eyes and and appearing to be disengaged. What is it that's happening in that moment? Mm, You're helping them understand what's really going on non-verbally and inside of them. That's good. What are some of the takeaways from today? What are some of the things that you think that was important that we said today. I think one of the distinctions about kinds of secrets is a takeaway, even though you and I hadn't planned on that, and that I'm not suggesting that people keep secrets at all. I'm suggesting that maybe people pay attention 
to what they're being secretive about, what it represents and why, and strive for learning how to speak openly, face the fire so that when your temptation is to keep a secret, to find a way to bring it out into the open and deal with it with the awareness that it's only going to help. And that as the spouse who learns about a secret, as you're here listening to us today, do your very best before getting really pissed and reacting strongly to think about all of the ramifications of what this means and how important it is to have a series of discussions afterwards where you also get to be heard and understood. So what I'm getting from this today is that that we have to tell our partners everything. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, this is... (laughs) Every little detail. Every little detail. No, that's just a joke. It is not. Okay. (laughs) That is a joke. It's not what I, you know, I just meant to, to do a joke. It is, I think you should tell your partner what is important to you. I think that we want to share our life with our partner. So we share what is important to you. And making sure that your partner knows things before anybody else. Because otherwise, that's not going to go well with your partner. If you break it, you fix it, don't get defensive, just return, turn off the alarm system in the relationship, in the attachment system in the relationship, and go back to being safe again. That will prevent a lot of trouble. Yeah. And know that it takes time. So here we are, another episode coming to completion. We've solved another set of problems in the world today, Lillian and I. And thank you, everyone, for joining us at this podcast today, The Modern Couple, What Your Therapist Never Told You. See you next time. Thank you so much. Take care. 